Another Monday. Another day of famished. <laughs> Welcome to episode eight of Famished, everybody. You know, two episodes ago, we had an episode all about mental health, and we were going to answer all of your advice. We were going to answer all of your questions, everything. And obviously, you if you saw that episode, you know I've recently went through something very traumatic. So we wound up talking a lot about that. And we don't want to make this all about ourselves. Just honestly, maybe we do love talking because we want to give you guys advice because we both have struggled so heavily with our mental health. And it has been such a prevalent part of our lives, especially I feel like our adult lives. And we feel like we have this platform for a reason. We wanted to know questions that you guys had about mental health, kind of share more about our stories and our journeys because everyone's story is so different. And I don't know, hopefully make some of you guys feel less alone. So we asked you guys to send in all of your advice, all of your questions, basically anything surrounding the idea of mental health to our social medias. If you guys want to be involved in anything we do on the podcast, make sure you go follow us on all of our social medias at Famished on Instagram. Everything's going to be in the description down below. Follow our normal social medias. And if you're watching this or listening to this on any audio platform, make sure you give it a five-star review because we're almost at a thousand. Yes. Well, maybe by the time this is like this goes up, we probably already are. I hope. At least I have faith in you guys that we already are because we're a little bit behind. Yeah. Just a little, which is very normal with podcasts. We really did want these podcasts to be filmed like the week of they go up. We realized that that simply wouldn't work with the type of people that we are. Maybe one day, though. Once we have, like, a whole setup and a whole studio, I think it'll be a lot easier. Really, if we lived close to each other, that's what we would do. Yeah, for sure. Maybe you can convince Zach to just quit his job, move across the country. I really think I could convince Zach of anything. I'm a pretty good salesperson, I gotta say. Yeah, you did convince me to be your friend. That's that's true, and that took a lot. Yes. It did take a lot in, like, years Mm -hmm. of, like, just stalking me. Anywho, we have a whole entire list of everything you guys sent in and we're just going to we're going to dive into it. We're going to talk about our experiences. Maybe we're a little bit older than you and have a little bit more life experience or just have a different lifestyle. And maybe we can shed some light on some questions you guys have. So I'm sorry, I tuned out. I stopped listening once you called us old. Did I? You said that we have like we're older than them, I don't know, which I we probably out. are. Yeah, <laughs> and we yeah. have more life experience. Like I just my brain can't wrap my head around the fact that I'm 25. Yeah, that's really old. It kind of is. I feel, I saw a video, I forget who posted it. They were talking about how 27 is so much different than like 25, 26. And I am really afraid of turning 27. No, I mean, my life got a lot better. I 25 was probably my worst year. It was a bad year. No, but listen, okay. We're never on the same timelines for that. Well, 25 is when I realized I had anxiety. That's like when I realized. I wish I got 25 years before I realized that. Yeah, but then it hit hard, like a brick wall. I lived like the pe- the few years leading up to that, I experienced anxiety, but I didn't know what it oh, was. Yeah. I had no idea what it was. And then I think it was it was 2018. I was 25. And I realized like, oh, like this, this is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Bad. And I've suffered with that now. <laughs> I'm a sufferer, a victim of that, as well as I don't think... I don't think I'm, I have depression. I don't think you do either. I feel like you are very anxious in different ways. I wouldn't say you just have, which I'm not a therapist. I cannot diagnose you. Yeah. Everything we say, take lightly, guys. Yeah. We're not professionals. Don't take this as therapy. <laughs> like, Mm-mm. whatever. We're just going to do what we can. Seek based a professional. On our experience. Yeah. This is our opinions. But 
Um, I, you definitely have anxiety. And I truly, 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 from the bottom of my heart, believe if you went to a therapist, they would diagnose you with OCD. Everybody says that because I think I have it severe. No, 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 really bad. I mean, you guys, right now, if I lifted up my, like this hair, the reason why I started doing my hair down <laughs> is because I have a huge, not permanent, but just like a temporary bald spot right here. It's only because, temporary if you stop plucking it well, out. Well, yeah, I know. Because if I keep doing it, it'll become permanent. But yeah. when like really stressful or traumatic things happen to me, I this has only been like in the past year. Yeah, it is a newer thing. I didn't notice you doing it before. So I always plucked hair on my body, yeah. like on my legs and yeah. stuff in my like older age. But the hair is new. My head. Yeah, no, I gave myself, what is it? Trichotillo. Ew, I just touched your hand. What? That was so, ew. Sorry. Why is my hand? Is that girl? No, it's just like a girl. Cooties. <laughs> girls have cooties. No, I'm kidding. It's just you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Fuck no, you. I think it's called trichotillomania or trilotichum. Yeah, trich- trichotillomania. 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 Oh, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have it. So whatever. See, no, I, I had never experienced somebody that had been diagnosed with OCD until I met my boyfriend and he has OCD. And then you also found a best friend with OCD and well, you happen to be the most sloppy person. <laughs> yes. Well, you definitely just have some of the biggest telltale signs of OCD, which I maybe may not have known were OCD until meeting my boyfriend because so many things that you guys do are exactly the same. Like, Gerald will be sitting there and he'll start like picking at his eyelashes, which Gerald, if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry if I'm outing you and your OCD, but I'm pretty sure it's not a secret. Um, he'll be like picking at his eyelashes and I'll be like, are you okay? Are you anxious about something? Like what's going on? Cause it's an anxious tick in my head. And he said, no, there's just this one eyelash that I have to get the specific one. Me. I'm like, well, what do you mean? You're going to pull all of them out to get the specific one. And he'll have like half his eyelashes gone. And he's like, no, I, I can feel it. Like I have to get the same one. And then Andrew started saying the same thing. I'm like, Andrew, you have to go my to chin. diagnose with OCD. So yes. I, if you're watching this, like on YouTube, you could see, uh, I'm going to look up, but under my chin, you could see like, I have a scab look. Yeah, you do. Right there. The side um, of his neck has a big boulder of an infection th- on it. That, okay, that's just a, that's a p- new pimple. Okay, that, that you picked until it had a crater. Well, everyone picks a pimple, but this under my chin is a single hair that I always feel like I have to get. That's not there. It's not fucking there. No, I quite literally told him to go get laser hair removal on the one singular hair follicle. <laughs> no, literally. That way it doesn't grow back. That'll be 50 cents. Yeah. But, um, and then also the same thing happens on my head, and that's why I have a big fucking bald spot now, but... I mean, yeah. We're gonna grow back. I'm done. Do you picking. pick your legs anymore? Not as much. Not as much because I'm. I moved so to my focused. head. Moved to my scalp. <laughs> You'd rather be your leg for sure. Yes. Yeah. Mine is my inside of my lip. Like I'll bite my entire insides of my lips like to shreds. Gerald will like nudge me as we're sitting on the couch, like to remind me that I'm doing it. But sometimes I also just like doing it. Yeah. The worst. The worst spot for me. No one knows because no one sees me shirtless. Is my chest. Okay. I pick all of the hairs. But when is your chest exposed? When I'm in the like bathroom. You sit there and do it like, oh yeah, I guess. Yes. I forget that this man gets fully butt cheeks out naked to go to the bathroom. Well, because I only shit before before I shower. Well, because I only, I have to shower after every time I shit. That's an OCD thing probably. Yeah, probably. Oh my God. No, so many things that you do are. Like he has to shower so many times a day. I have to shower after every time I shit. I cannot shit if I don't shower, like if I've never shit in public, anytime I had to shit in school, I had to be picked up. I'm counting in my head the amount of times that you've said shit oh, in yeah. like three sentences. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 
I can't. It's that Adderall. I know. Yeah. I wish I still had my medicine. But I'm I prescribed. Don't. I'm prescribed everybody. Yes, yeah, so you do have ADHD. Yes. Uh, you also didn't figure that out until you were an adult too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get diagnosed with ADHD until I was an adult either. So we both just have a lot on our plates. I have anxiety, generalized anxiety. I do have depression, although I will say I don't think I've struggled with it as of recent the last time I had a depressive depressive episode that lasted more than like maybe a week is it's been like two years I would say my biggest issue is paranoia yes and anxiety and then my ADHD really makes my life like really difficult and then I also have binge eating disorder which they told me I have it too but I don't know I I don't know We've, I think I've talked about this in a podcast. I hate saying that because I feel like it's your thing. Oh, it's people really. What I've learned about speaking openly about binge eating disorder is some people do blur the line of just binging every now and then and the eating disorder itself. But people also don't take it seriously because if you're fat, you can't have an eating disorder to people. Um, but the people that try and invalidate it, I quite literally say like it is the only difference between bulimia and binge eating disorder is i'm too much this might be really controversial i'm too much of a pussy to throw it up it's not controversial i mean guys mental health is literally like all of the not normal stuff going on in your head yeah, I guess so that's like true. you can no one can like i don't have the courage to throw it up no like i'm just i can't i've tried to make myself throw up i can't so trigger warning ed so we both have just gone through a lot and we've had shared experiences but they're still different like we have same things like anxiety and stuff but it just is good to have two brains. And we talked about this a little bit in the last one. Not everybody has access to like mental health professionals because our healthcare system sucks and can make things super expensive. I don't have insurance right now. So so I guess you could kind of say today we're acting as your big brother and big sister. What did you think I was going to say? You were gonna say therapist. Absolutely I was like, not. Do not say that. <laughs> no, we're going to be did your you big Did you see me like clench? Yes. It was. Yeah. Full body. Um, we're going to be your big brother and your big sister. And we are just going to do our best to help you based on our life experiences. Yeah. And I do want to say, I feel like for a lot of these things, I'm going to be like, I haven't figured it out yet. So I don't know. Because Sam's a lot better at this than I am. And like. I've also been getting help longer than you, I think. Yeah. I've, I've never. I've only done it to get prescribed my Adderall. And then I bounced because yeah. <laughs> they started making me pay. And I was like, oh, I, yeah. I can't right now. Yeah. But um, everyone in my family, after the whole Adriana thing, everyone in my family started therapy this week. so good. Except me, um, because I'm the only one without insurance, so help me. <laughs> insurance. I don't even like, but like to think about it. I do want to say, and I'm not going to say this anywhere, and I'm not telling anyone this. This is going to be the only time I ever, ever say this. But Zach and I are going to start like um, a domestic partnership. Oh, just yeah. Just because we've been together for so long. Yeah. And like, I don't want to... Not that we're rushing. We've been together for eight years, but I don't want to be like, I need insurance now. I need therapy because Adriana did this. Let's get married. Like, yeah. That'll just always put like a, we Sour got married because Adriana it. did that. Yeah. So we're going to do like domestic partnership just so I can like, we can Not share. having insurance is really hard. Yeah. So we're going to do that. And then um, that's not going to count. He's going to, we're going to get like Actual engaged married. and yeah. married soon. So can I say one funny thing about the OCD? Yes. And by funny, I don't mean funny. I just think it's like. So I don't know if you know this, but up until maybe around we became friends, I was obsessive with my hair. Like next level. Everyone knew I never had a hair out of place. I would spend like an hour doing it. It always looked the same. Like Jimmy Neutron? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like next level bad. And it did not look good, everybody. It was not good. It was perfect, but it didn't look good. Everyone knew that was my thing. And that's funny because that's such an OCD thing. And then also something else everyone knew about me is my bedroom was always downstairs. And there was like stairs to go into my room. No one was ever allowed to step on the last step because my whole family would die. That is, yeah. And like everyone knew that. I know quite a few people now who have shared that side of OCD. So I guess there's like different types of OCD from what I've learned. I could be wrong. Once again, don't take what we say as fact. Um, But there is like a type of OCD in which you have to do things multiple times or do it until you get it right or else something bad is going to happen to somebody. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a brief intermission before we get into the little outline we have with all your questions on it because... As you guys know, Samantha <laughs> lives next to a concert venue and they started a fucking concert again. I mean, for you guys, it'll be quite literally five seconds. But if we come back slightly more tired and slightly more fucking irritated. <laughs> Just think that we're being in like the sad mood for you guys. Is that so bad to say? Oh, yeah. With heavy drums in the background. It's like, boom, boom. boom. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> See you in 0.5 seconds. I can just edit the sentence to go together. We're back. That was a nice little four and a half hour intermission, and it's almost one in the morning now. Is it actually? Um, It's, okay, it's 12. I've been purposely not looking. It's midnight, and we're exhausted. (laughs) But luckily, this is a subject that Sam and I are very familiar with, and we don't need to be energy. We don't need to have a lot of energy and bouncing off the walls to speak about it. Mm -hmm. No need for energy. No need for sleep. Sleep is for the weak. Yes. Sleep is for the not- So I think right before we ended, we were about to get into all of your guys' questions and advice. So that's a pretty good place to pick it back up. I'm going to pull up the little sheet right now. Okay, so what do we have today? We have a little segment, just the mental health discussion, things you guys sent in. And then we have uh, what would Samantha Joe do, which we'll get into that. And that's also you guys sent those in too. So starting with the mental health discussion, um, I guess... This is kind of usually what we do with this stuff. Like we give a little overview of like both of our experiences on whatever we're talking about. I feel like we've done that. On the mental health? Yeah. I think we did that last podcast. Okay. And I I feel like we did it a little bit at the beginning of this I think so too. I also just completely zoned out for the past five minutes. I was going to say I'm blacked out and I don't even know what's happening. I was staring down like this and then I looked over at you and you were speaking. Uh, To be honest... I was staring down there and then like I realized I was speaking too. So I could have said anything. Yeah. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, we really are in a great mind space for this. But I do think if you guys listen to episode, would it be six? Episode six, we kind of gave our backstory. Yeah. Then we also at the whole beginning, like the whole first 15 minutes of this was us explaining kind of the things that we struggle with. Mm-hmm. So. Which, yeah, they just, just heard that literally a minute and a half ago, which is crazy. Yeah, I know. But for us, it was so long ago. Yeah. But these are things that you guys sent in question-wise, but not advice-wise. So these are just like commonly asked questions, I guess. And I think dealing with mental health and stuff like that, obviously everyone has different experiences, but something that makes it different for Samantha and I is the fact that we are more in the public eye than the average person. It's not like we're some big superstar famous people, but we do have a lot more eyes on us and we do post a lot on social media, a lot of our lives. So do you feel like, like, what do you feel is your experience with like being in the public eye and dealing so heavily with mental health? 
I don't want to say I've been too open with it because I think that it is good to show more than just highlight reels of your life. But I think in doing so, I kind of have put myself as like the token girl who just cries on the internet 24-7. Or I think people, you have a lot of tokens. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think people get kind of mad at me sometimes or like the biggest comment that I notice or the most reoccurring comment that I notice is people saying like, come on, girl, you're 25 now. When are you going to get your shit together? You always say you're going to get it together and you don't. That's you're so constantly going through the same cycle. So toxic. Yes. For a while, I let it really get to me and it does still definitely get to me because I question, wait, why have I not gotten it together yet? Why do I keep going through this cycle? Being on the internet, people are going to have their opinions. So I think everyone telling me that I didn't have my shit together was really getting to me and making it just more obvious that I'm not where I think I need to be. I think the reason people think that is based on the lives that they see people posting on, on social media. Like, I had to learn the hard way that all of this stuff you see people posting is pretty much fake. You said, I think that's because people only see what I post. No, I think they see what other people post. So I love the people that I'm about to mention. Oh, I, I think see they see people like Emily Kaiser, Avery Woods, love them. I envy, like, in my head, I envy their lives, right? right? Like, I envy the dedication and the routines because we've already said this, I really need to have a better routine. Same. Um, and like anybody on social media, you could pretty much name any influencer. Most of them, I feel like nowadays people do openly talk about their mental health a little bit more, but they still put their best foot forward. They're still showing the most aesthetic versions of themselves most so of the time. So you're saying these people that are DMing you, like they, rather than you comparing yourself to other people, they're comparing you to these to other people. Yes. Oh, okay. And I think that's why they think I'm so messed up. Granted, <laughs> I've got lots of problems. But to we me, it's a lot more normal actually talking to you guys and talking to people that don't put their lives on social media. I've actually come to learn that how I feel is way more common than I think. Yes. Like a lot more people simply stay in their bed and scroll on their phone in the morning. Most people aren't getting up and having these elaborate routines every morning. Now, can having these good routines and this life that people post on social media be beneficiary to you? Yes. Do, do you mean beneficial? <laughs> <laughs> The grammar teacher in the Wait, comments. Do you mean beneficial? Isn't beneficiary like like a role? <laughs> Wait, what is beneficiary? Hold on. Because you said it no, twice don't, now. Don't say it. Don't. No, because I'm like, no, I, don't I blacked mean. out because I'm like, beneficiary. Wait. And then, <laughs> I'm going to be wrong. You were trying so hard to seem put together. No, I just was thinking of that a word. At least it's close. Wait. Oh, beneficiary. Okay. Okay. A person who derives advantage from something, especially a trust, will, or life insurance policy. <laughs> okay. The routines can be beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but they're not necessary. and Most of us don't have them. It's so much harder to have that life than you think it is. Like, it looks really good on videos, but I simply am not built that way. And... Because I openly talk about how every like two months I'm not okay. Yeah. Then I have become the token like messed up girl on the internet. And again, you have a lot of tokens. I do. <laughs> 
But it, that kind of takes a toll on me because I feel like I then have to choose between being honest and putting what is going to get me the least amount of hate on the internet. Honest. Because, okay, at the same time you're dealing with hate, you're also, like, literally saving people's lives. Like, you really are. Like, you're making people feel like they're not alone and, like, what they're going through is normal. You're normalizing it. But then I just have to put the shield on knowing that I'm going to get shit on. You got to be strong. Yeah. You were given this platform for a reason. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know? know. Yeah. So for me, I'm like the complete opposite with like dealing with it in the um, public eye. Is that what? Yeah. Yeah. Dealing with it in the public eye. I have always had. Well, okay. I have anxiety, right? And I have anxiety that if my videos aren't funny for 0.2 seconds, everyone is going to click off and then no one's going to watch me anymore because they're going to think I'm boring. So with that going through my head, I never, ever, ever share anything serious. Yeah. I feel and- like that is why I've always been so happy for you to have this because you have so much to share and say. Yeah. And like my videos are always so chaotic and funny that I never wind up actually sharing anything about myself. And I've been on YouTube for 12 years now. Yeah. And I look back and I'm like, I've never like people don't really know anything about me. Yeah. To be honest. I think sharing that kind of stuff really does create a bond with the people who watch yes. you too. And even though it might not be as entertaining, sure to sit and listen to me talk for 20 minutes about me not being happy. It does make people feel closer to you. I think for yeah, sure. 100%. And like with me, so a lot of the times I am quiet, yeah. like off camera because I'm having anxiety. Or and you just can't hear anything. Well, yeah, I'm also deaf. But aside from being deaf, <laughs> I'm usually having anxiety about something, whether it's my weight, whether it's Sam when she literally just won't shut the fuck up because she's always screaming. I don't scream. Or if it's work, whatever it is, I'm usually having anxiety and filming YouTube, social media, it's something I'm really passionate about. It makes me how Hello. What were you about to say? It makes me so happy, but I'll it sounded start. like a little. It makes me horny. Well, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it makes me so happy. So when I am filming, I'm not having anxiety, and I am this like crazy, chaotic, funny person, right? So a lot of times, especially like in the recent years, as I've like really grown up and matured, people will like talk to my mom. They'll be like, "Oh my god, Andrew! Like he's like." the party of the room. He, what mm-hmm. is it? The life, life of, of the party, life of the party. Mm-hmm. He's, he loves attention. This, this, and that. And my mom's like, it's quite literally the, the opposite. opposite. Like he's very quiet. He's shy, but I don't want that to come off as like, Oh, like in real, like this is Andrew TMI is a character because Andrew TMI is the real me. Yeah. And I'm able to be like that when I'm in front of a camera mm-hmm. because I'm not having anxiety. And then like, Anxiety can change you 100%. Yeah, and I always used to be Andrew TMI. Yeah. Probably up until I started Andrew TMI, that's when I was only able to be him, in quotes, when I film. And then, like, the rest of the time, I'm just, like, quiet, shy, having anxiety. But, like, I always, like, my one goal is to, like, get back to being, I don't want to say the name again, but (laughs) being him again. Oh, yeah. All the time. I wonder what caused is that separation because I'm sure it's not that's not just a you thing I mean I definitely anyone who probably puts themselves on social media has that to an extent I don't know if it's oh what's the word imposter syndrome or just feeling like 
you have to, I don't know. I guess I don't know where that would, like what the cause of that would be. Because I do think a lot of us are that way unintentionally. Because you're right. It's not in disingenuine. Now that's not going to be a word either. I think that's a word. Okay, I hope so. Because imagine people would just start clipping all the words I make up just to sound cool. The beneficiary whole spiel, Caesar, that's a clip. That was <laughs> no. funny. Yes. That, that was funny. That's embarrassing. But um, and I don't know what we're talking about. Um, You said disingenuine. Um, Like it's not like, like you said, like it's not acting or uh, like putting on a face or like I don't know a better word other than act. When you're on the camera, it just almost feels like that wall comes down for yeah. me and for you too. If that's what you're saying, like I can just have fun and not worry about like I can be silly and not worry about being judged, which I used to do that in high school all the time. I did not give a fuck yeah. what people thought or said about me. And like in, I would say like in 2021, I was getting like I said multiple sponsorships a week. I was working for you full time. I was the busiest I ever was in 2021. Mm-hmm. But it was the least anxiety I ever had because mm-hmm. it was all YouTube. It was yeah. all – I was so happy. Yeah. And I was able to be, like, funny, crazy all the time. Did you have a better routine that year too? No. I, I mean, I would say I had a better routine because I had stuff to do every single day. And, like, I do now too, but, like, I haven't posted a YouTube video in, like, four months. Yeah. Which we're getting there. We're getting everyone mm-hmm. – at this point, I have a few posted. But <laughs> – We hope. Yeah. No, I do. I do. Um, but yeah, like I haven't posted a video in a while. I've been really focusing on like other stuff, editing for you, but I really just want to get back to that. So, oh, I think that obviously this part of the conversation might not be as relatable to some of you guys because you may not be an influencer or make content for a living, but honestly, the free time as, which (laughs) this might get me canceled. I don't know that it's good to have as much free time as some influencers have. Free time can like don't say that. No. I'm oh, so- <laughs> he freaks me out. He like I, I get so scared. Um, but when I up until this year, the exception is this year. I have genuinely worked more this year than I have in the past five years of my life in this career, like ever. Yeah, I wouldn't say like before this year. Before this year, I would be like, mm, but like this year, you have. Worked. No, yes, like my manager, his name is Gianni. We love him. He is probably stressed to have me as he pimped you out to every brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it has changed this year. So, with the exception of this year, I had so I always did the bare minimum, and I have been so honest about this on my YouTube channel. I would post just enough YouTube videos to get by. I didn't really have like the love and the passion for it anymore, and so. I had all this free time and I had no idea what to do with it. I tried every hobby. I have done so many things and I was just still miserable and unhappy when I shouldn't be. Like I'm living a dream life that I would have done anything for like growing up and I had it, but I didn't have like the motivation to push farther, to succeed more. I didn't have the motivation to do anything. And I genuinely believe it's because I had way too much time and a shitty work ethic. I have such a crap work ethic. I need to get better about it, which I have, but it's a process. I'm going to be so annoying with the me saying this. I truly believe the answer to bad mental health days is a routine. I'm going to say it all the whole podcast. Make this a is giving in like 2017 when Jake Paul said like, 
the cure to anxiety is like going on a walk. I mean, it can't, have you ever tried it? Yeah, no. It <laughs> I mean, have works. you ever tried going for a walk? No, it a hundred percent works. Like, look at Jake Paul now. Well, anxiety, walking for anxiety, I stand by that. If he We're ever kidding. if We're he kidding. said that, you need to do that. But when you have structure, it everything is so much better. Yeah. You know what to expect. You can force your you're forcing yourself to make little changes, which goes back to my one percent better every single day tactic, where not my it's not, I didn't come up with it, but I use it. It's so easy to implement those little things when you have a routine. It doesn't have to be like a 15 million step routine. It's just you wake up at the same time every day. Anyone who's like, to. anyone who's punching their phone right now and like so mad, I am so sorry, but you're so right. No, it's, it helps. Like it, the biggest thing with anxiety is not knowing and yeah. like thinking about too many things at once. You yes. can't, you can't just take the next step. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you have anxiety, like the best thing to do is literally just think of the next step. Don't think of anything else. Yeah. Just think of the next step you could take, but having a routine, mm-hmm. you know, what's coming next and yeah. you know, what's coming after that. Yeah. For years, I literally thought my mental health problems would just get better one day. They like, get worse. I knew that it had to get better. Right. Everyone always says, don't worry. It gets better. Just hang in there. But it's only going to get better if you put the effort in. Yeah, you and have it, to work hard. Yes, hard. Go to therapy. Just make those little changes and make the effort in your daily life. And I really, truly believe that it was just going to happen. And it wasn't until I – I don't even know when I realized that it wasn't going to get better unless I put some effort into it. But you really do have to work towards it, which sucks. It would be really easy if it just came naturally. But a routine is a really easy way to – start that process like if you're sitting there and you're like i have so much depression i have so much anxiety can you have so much depression or could you you'd be very depressed whatever you're sitting there and you feel like you're drowning and you don't know where to start just like me in my closet when i have to clean it um oh my gosh pick something small plan like a five step daily routine they can be very vague like very open-ended but start with like putting your feet on the ground if you're like me and I can't get out of bed in the morning or like Andrew and you can't get out of bed in the afternoon. You can't you, you can't even use the you can't you get up so early. Well, now because I've done this for two years because I I started that where, OK, I wake up, which I really need to start re-implementing my wake up and put my feet on the ground method because it truly does help if you're struggling to get up in the morning. And it you, physically pains me. Well, everybody. I, no, 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 no. Like. I wake up and like my face hurts and my eyes hurt and my feet. What do you feet mean hurt? Like pain as if I got punched in the face. I feel like that's a sign of your aging. What? No, this has been always. Maybe you are Benjamin Button. I'm not aging backwards. No, you're just aging miserably the whole time. <laughs> you started old and you're staying old. Well, I know like my eye disease, the keratoconus that like they told me like I require <laughs> I require extra sleep because like okay they'll hurt. but like like how much extra sleep but like it's next in. level you know it's like fifteen hours but for the most part like I woke up really early today fine because I went to sleep at eleven I know the problem stay- no I'm not I'm not a therapist well nighttime anxiety and I stay awake I think if you maybe got your OCD diagnosed and got medicated for that or at least went to therapy for the OCD your nighttime routine wouldn't be as extravagant. And take as long, and it would you wouldn't be so anal about well, it. Well, my, my night. Okay, shut the fuck Sorry. up. No, my nighttime routine isn't the issue. My my issue is laying in bed until the sun gets up because I have nighttime anxiety. So I have to. I can only go to sleep when the sun comes up, which is also extremely depressing to me. And you've tried the ashwagandha gummies. Those help. 
Those they do help, sh- right? Oh yeah, those help a lot. They're from Target. They're in a little. Are we allowed to like recommend to supplement? Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, it's they come in a little like purple container and they're gummies, and it's ashwagandha. I don't know what the brand is. Mine's yellow, but oh, they're purple gummies, but it comes in a like a clear container with the yellow sticker. Oh, so maybe like any night like ashwagandha gummy would work because mine is purple comes in a purple container i started taking them this like after the adrena thing yeah. steph got them for me and you recommended them yeah. i told steph you recommended them she bought them and um they've helped a lot they help so much i even take them during the day too i'll take them if i take adderall like for work mm-hmm. i'll take those too so like it kind of balances can we just i know this is a mental health podcast i know but can we have a conspiracy theory moment oh about mcdonald's yeah. Can you, like, you, I, I heard this from Andrews. So okay, so I got, it. like, bits and pieces of this from all around, okay? okay? They say, and they being TikTok, say that, well, I'm saying, like, you know, like, I don't know this, but, like, I'm assuming you guys know that Bill Gates is, like, all into, like, population control and wants, like, to kill off half the population. People I, say that he, like, talked about COVID before it happened. Whatever. Yeah. One of my big anxiety triggers is like the news. So like I don't watch anything with politics or the news. And I know anyone saying like, oh, like you need to stay educated, blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. I don't care. I don't want to do it. It gives me anxiety. Shut up. Sorry. Anyway, (laughs) she didn't say that. I did. And I mean it. Um, (laughs) What? We're just very different. We are very different. (laughs) I'm sorry. Fuck you. Okay. But if you don't think that I love you. Okay. Or if you think that and you like me, I love you too. We're, we're just having a little friendly argument. Anyway. So Bill Gates is all into population control and he's like trying to kill off half the population, says TikTok. Okay. So surprise me. McDonald's all of a sudden is giving away free large fries every single Friday until really the new sucks. year. Some of this might be wrong, but like I'm just trying to remember. Okay. Free large fries every Friday until the new year, everybody. Now, hmm, you might be saying, what, what's the correlation there, Andrew? Well, I'll tell you, okay? He's fat phobic. Bill, Billiam Gates owns all of the potato farms that McDonald's grows their potatoes on to make their french fries. We're screwed. And now all of a sudden, he wants to kill half of us off. And he would start with the fatty patty. Exactly. Okay. What better way to like savor the resources than to kill all the fat people, well, the over consumers? Like, natural selection. And you'd be like, okay, well, they asked I'm like, for bye. It. Like, <laughs> I mean, if I have to go without the good foods for the rest of my life, please take me out. No, same. I mean, <laughs> I have no, I'm going to be really honest. I have zero interest in living a life where I, I have can't to eat, eat McDonald's plain fries. lettuce. Oh. Oh. I mean, I can go without McDonald's fries for I sure. Can't. Kill me now. I really can't. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I will still be eating them. Yeah, you do. He's the kind of person who, if we're eating like McDonald's fries in the car or we get uh, like a 10 piece chicken nugget meal, like 10 piece, not a 20. Damn, why is my water bottle stressing you out? You just keep dropping it over and over. <laughs> so, like, let's fix the issue. Okay. Um, if we're eating it in the car and like I'm driving, I will look over and half of my French fries are gone and he'll act like he didn't eat them. I'm like, we just got these. It's been three minutes. How is yours gone? Or how are yours gone? How is... Now I'm so conscious about my grammar. Also, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what did I do to you? 
ate my french fries. You no, I always get a large just because I know you're going to eat the extra. I, I don't know where this took a turn, everybody. And let's not start on you eating my chicken nuggets. We got chicken nuggets the other day. And we got a 20 piece, but they gave them to us in like two 10 pieces. Very gracious of them. I looked down at my chicken nugget box after knowing that Andrew has already finished all of his within two seconds. What actually happened is funnier. No, and I looked down and my chicken nuggets are gone. And then just because I wanted to catch him in the act, I kind of like looked down while also looking up so he couldn't tell. And I see his little creepy hairy hands. Oh my God. (laughs) They're not hairy sometimes. Reaching into my chicken nugget box and stealing all my chicken nuggets. Okay, well. You ate six of my chicken nuggets. Four, but still felt like six. Okay, well, she made that up, I think, to be funnier. But what actually happened is funnier. So we were driving. That's true. We got the 20-piece nugget. That's true. I'm driving, so I'm not paying attention. And Sam didn't want to, like, gain the calories from the nuggets. So she was secretly putting one in mine at a time. So I wound up having 14 without even knowing it because I was driving and she only had six. And then she told me afterwards that she wanted me to have the calories instead of her. I did not say I want you to have the so calories. So like Regina George of you. <laughs> disgusting. No, that's not Regina George of me. That's the other girl who was giving her the protein bars to keep Regina fat. Katie. Yeah. Caddy. Is that her name? Well, whatever. Okay, mental health. Like <laughs> we're like bitching at each other. Be nice. Oh, okay. let's talk about fellow podcasters for a second, even though no one even knows we exist. <sighs> What's the eye roll? I just want people to know we exist. Same. Megan Trainer, guys. Megan Trainer follows Sam. Everyone, go spam her right now and, and tell Megan Trainer to come on. Tell her she needs to come on Famished with Samantha Joe. You don't have to say me because she doesn't know who the fuck I am, but. But she needs to give us like a heads up though, because we need to get better set up. But what do you think she's gonna have... walk through the door right now? Like, <laughs> walk through the door with you. <laughs> she comes out like the you know you like cold, what? But something mighty feel like home somehow right. now. Well, that's Taylor Swift, so we can stop that right now. I think Megan Trainer likes Taylor Swift too. Yeah, but okay. Left my skirt. no, no, okay, we're not I'm doing done. that. I'm done. We're I'm not done. Doing I'm done. That. I said I'm done. Speaking of fellow podcasters, did you see the whole, like, drama between um, Sophia with an F and Trisha Paytas? No. Okay, so. I was a call her daddy back in the day, girl, though. I've never seen it. I've only seen Victor- uh, Victoria. Victoria Paris? No, Sophia with an F. Okay. Um. So, Sophia had, oh my gosh, who did she have on her podcast? I don't remember who it was, but she was basically saying... Oh, it was a girl from Dance Moms. She was basically saying like, oh, I love my mental health, my mental, not mental health, mental disability, illness, mental illness. <laughs> Why couldn't I think of that word? I'm like disability health. Yeah. She was like, oh, I love my mental illness, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, the other girl was like, oh, I love it too. Which, okay. Like, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't love mental illness, but. Yeah. Which she likes hers. Well, they were like, I love mine. And like, I think it's like a thing where some people are like, I love my mental illness because it makes me me. But like. I have my own I mean, opinion sure, about that. sure, but I'd be a better me without it. First of all, I really, I like Sophia. I think she's hysterical. I don't know that I've ever watched her on her own. Oh my God. I think she's hysterical. Okay. I, I really do. I'll but check it out. she was saying that. And then so Trisha paid us everybody, obviously. She went on and she made a TikTok and she was like, it was a really long TikTok and she was so nice. And she was basically just like. Basically, she was just making it for people who don't love their mental illness, letting them know that it's, it's okay, okay to struggle and not like it, right? And so it was this long thing. And I think Sophia just like saw Trisha like made something about her. And it was when Trisha just woke up. 
So like her hair was a little crazy and Sophia definitely didn't even watch it, but she just like responded to it like in a stitch. And she was like, okay, electrocuted hair girl. Well, and then like started going off and like it, it was, it just wound up being this big thing, but I think they apologize to each other now, but like everyone was like, like Brooke Schofield from yeah. canceled. She was like, and she's friends with both of them. She was like, girl, did you even watch the, the video? TikTok? Yeah, like a the lot of people were like. Context is important. Yeah, so she got, uh, Sophia got a little canceled for that. But it was about mental health, so I thought I'd bring That's it up. That's a good like topic though with loving your mental illness versus not liking it. I feel like, I feel like those things do make up a part of who you are, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with not loving your mental illness. Like if I had the, con- never mind. Wait, let me see. Go ahead. Spit it out. I know you're dying. I was going to say, if I had the kind that made me skinny, maybe I'd love it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I'm kidding. It was a joke, guys. We can all joke here. Yeah, we can. We're not going to be super sensitive. Can I say that? Cut that, actually. I feel bad. Oh, re- after what I just said? <laughs> For real? Leave it in. Okay, Ariana. <laughs> Let's go. No, but I was going to say something. Um, Like... For me, I feel like the only part about it that I can say, ooh, I like, is strictly that I can speak about it and help other people going through it. And I have a platform big enough to share it with a lot of people. Yeah. Other than that, it can high co its booty hoe out of here. I'm over it. I can't. No, I think like my thing is like I really can't see a world where I would ever enjoy the mental illness that I have. It doesn't make me quirky. It makes me cry. I and it makes me eat a lot. Okay, same. Me and too. It just, it's just, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I had, like, the anxiety where, like, I can't eat, oh, I'd like it so much better. Oh, my gosh. Oh, is that bad, too? Yes. Oh, I thought I was being so much better. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, okay, where I can't binge. Yeah, that'd be great. If I could just eat and think about something that I watched a girl talk about in a video recently um, is about something called food noise. And I'm somebody who every waking moment of my life, I think about food. Oh, yeah, same. Which maybe is embarrassing. I don't, it's just the reality for me. And when I started taking Vyvanse, the food noise was gone. Yeah. Where I didn't wake up and constantly think about food. And so much about me changed when I got Vyvanse because it just made my brain work what feels like correctly for the first time ever. It felt like it connected the yes. the bridge. Yes. And keep in mind, I said that this year was the first year that I've actually worked and accomplished so much stuff and genuinely put so much effort into my life and had like the motivation to do so. When did you start Vivans? January. Okay, so guys, she started Vivans in January. She had just hit a million subscribers on TikTok. And by what, like April, you were at 3 million yeah. or something? It mm-hmm. was crazy. And then ever since I moved, I haven't been able to get my medicine. And the past five months have been so mentally up and down and up and down and up and down since not having Vyvanse anymore. And it's just the whole process with that is just annoying. But um, I really miss that not having the food noise because it just actually not having it was probably the first time I realized that normal people don't wake up and think about food 24-7. Yeah, and like you you were also prescribed Vyvanse for binge eating, and I was prescribed Adderall for binge eating, as well as our severe ADHD. Yeah. So for me, when I was able to get my medication all the time, I was able to take it all the time, and I was 30 pounds oh, yeah. he- healthier than yeah. I am now, but whatever. Um, 
But now I have to only take it when I have like a really busy work day. Like for instance, today, because we filmed two sponsorships and two podcasts. Yep. And so I took one today, but I can only take them like maybe twice a week now. And I'm, Mm. I've gained it all back. So same. I'm not the heaviest (laughs) that I've ever weighed, but we're getting there. We're creeping up on it. Since we were talking about the routine and like keeping busy and stuff and work, where do you like prioritize like self care and like just not care about work and just do stuff for you? That might be something I really have to work on. Same, but we'll I get into that. Really struggle with turning it off. Mm-hmm. That is probably once again a content creator thing. So that might not be the most relatable topic because if you work a regular like nine to five job per se, you don't have to necessarily take it home most of the time. You need to turn it off at five. And you can have that night to yourself to just think about you. But as a content creator, when you don't just stop working at five, it's also not, it's different work, but I have really bad anxiety if I'm not filming my nighttime routine, if I'm not filming, if I go out, I'm not filming it. If I go to dinner, I'm not filming it. Or I go to a game and I'm not filming it. It's constant, like thinking you could be doing more, even if you're already are doing so much. Yeah. And I think what a a lot of people like misconstrue and take the wrong way with like social media people and influencers is that them complaining about the job or them saying like it's hard or it's really stressful isn't them saying it's more stressful than like other jobs or stuff like that. It's them saying that like them being consistent and them being at the peak of their life when they were able to post a lot and put out the best content and be creative, have a clear mind and think of the best ideas, them doing that has built them a life and an income where they're able to afford things that they would never even imagine they'd be able to afford. And then all of a sudden when you're not at that peak anymore and Mm. you can't come up with video ideas, you can't film as much. You don't want to be on camera, whatever may happen. You're always compared to that. You're, you're paid like month to month. And like, it could be like, you could make a, like, let's just say like a million dollars in AdSense in a month. I'm not, that's just a random number, but like you could make like a million dollars in sponsorships and AdSense in a month easily. But the next month, if you don't post, you make zero. So like that's what people are going to be like, I could live off of a million dollars. That was a random number guys. Like I'm not saying a million dollars. Like imagine I said X, like you can make X amount one month. It could be gone the next. And the next, if you're not posting, you're making zero. And like, of course, like influencers are paid a lot. There a lot of them are overpaid. You constantly have to stay on top of the ball because if not, this life that you built, it's going to come crumbling down. Like, yeah, of course, maybe they bought like a way nicer house than like most people would be able to afford or this, that, but it's going to get taken away from them if they can't keep up with it. Yeah. And it's not just like, obviously that could be said for anybody who loses their job, but most of the time your job is like performance based. So as long as you do your job and you do it well, it is going to, you're going to get paid. You're not going to get fired. We have to, that's probably the only part about this job that I, I, it, the, there's not really security. No pay like, time off, like nothing. Like, well, yeah, no. And you have to do the job well, and it's completely out of your control if people keep liking you or not. Yeah. Like you can't force everyone to like you. And so there is that, I think is a big cause of anxiety for content creators. Um, It definitely has been a big cause of anxiety for me, like wondering what if this just goes away tomorrow? And it's, it's definitely good to have a backup plan. So I think for, I'm, I can't speak for everybody, but I think for me 
as a content creator, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of us, um, it's kind of hard to stop when you don't really have to be filming everything all the time. It's like that guilt of most people would love to be in this position. I should be happy to be in this position, which I am, but like sometimes you just want to be a human to like separate myself from Samantha Joe and just exist without feeling like I should be filming everything. You are allowed to be private and have things to yourself. But then again, you look at what you're getting paid and it's like, okay, I will not make this at any other job. No. Yeah. So I have to do what I do and do it well. But, and then I end up just like sitting in my bed, not doing anything because I just That's spiral. Me. That's me. Cause like, okay. I'm, a, I feel like I'm allowed to say a lot of the stuff one, because I still have a full-time job, which mm-hmm. is now is editing for you. Yeah. Um, but I, I worked at Chili's for seven years up until 2020. Like I always had a full-time job. Um, I also do my Airbnbs. I just stopped doing like social media for other companies. So like I, I'm booked and busy on top of like getting sponsorships and stuff like that. Sometimes not so much this year, but next year and December. I mean, we'll get back there. Like I just literally haven't posted this year. Yeah. So I do feel like I'm able to say stuff because I've always had a full-time job. I never have not, but social media, it, it's a lot of work. I've worked many different full-time jobs outside of social media. And when you're really doing social media and posting a lot, it, it's a lot of work. For sure, if I wanted to keep posting everything that I post now and I wanted to have a full-time job or go back to school full-time, I would have to not post as much. Yeah, and I'm just speaking for us who have extremely, extremely edited videos. Like people who can just set up the camera, like talk to it and then post it. Obviously, that's a little bit easier, but editing is really the chunk of the time. So for me, I have a really big issue with turning it off because even editing for Sam, it's not like... I start at a certain hour and end at a certain hour. I, I start editing when I want. And then like, let's say I want to, I get like sidetracked and like scroll on my phone for a little. I'll be like, oh, I can just like scroll on my phone for a little and finish this later because like, like death of me right there. It's hard to keep yourself disciplined. And oh, like, for sure. I, we just don't have much self-discipline. I no, guess. I don't. And that I, I'm very self-aware of the things that I have to work on. Same discipline being one of them obviously like in this job there's like deadlines and stuff obviously i don't want to just talk about this job either because i know a lot of you guys aren't influencers and well I we're gonna get into to their be, stuff after yeah, this will, yeah. yeah like have it be relatable and stuff but um i don't even know like i would dig see this is this this is my life without my medicine yeah it people are so there is such a strong community of people who think adhd is fake and that you don't have to be medicated, which if you can get through this without being medicated, great. Now that I know how I feel and how my brain works with Vyvanse, I, or even anything, you could give me, I don't even care. Vyvanse is just the one that I got. You could give me, if you could, if it treats ADHD, give it to me. I don't care. I'll try anything. Same. Like I, it just. It is crippling. Yes. You guys are going to actually run me over with your car. Bring the whole like routine thing back into it. Just finding like 10 or 15 minutes in the morning to not be on your phone and night and just spend them with yourself, like doing something that you like. Even if you don't have a ton of time in your routine, you have 15 minutes to do your hobby. I'm like, does it have to be in the morning and night? Oh, okay. Like both like where you're not on your phone, you're not scrolling on social media. You're not comparing yourself to the people that you're watching. Even if you're not actively in your brain, looking at someone's video and being like, Oh, I wish I had that. You're still consuming other people's lives. And I don't, this is coming from a creator. I don't believe that we were created 
to consume like when we were made when humans like evolved whatever that we were meant to see this like, many people's lives and yeah. like, had the comparison to so many other people and to have so many people have their own opinions on our lives it's just we're not built for that it's crazy like even remember what you were gonna say because you're good but even when i was younger like because I'm, I'm like mm-hmm. a little older than you but really even, old <laughs> even when i was younger like we didn't have social media so you only saw the people that were on tv yeah. like even when like MySpace came around and Facebook came around, there was no explore page. You had to physically type someone's name in yeah. and friend request them that you met in person. Mm-hmm. Like there was no explore page where you could just go on and see attractive people or people making recipes and like follow them. That yeah. was not a thing. Yeah. It you had to type their name in and friend request them. And so everyone you were friends with on Facebook and MySpace, you knew in person. It wasn't until Instagram and like years into Instagram and Twitter as well, where you were able to like see content from other people you've never seen before. And then like realize you like their content before you even follow them. And like, these are strangers from around the world. So Sam's right. Like we weren't meant to see that many people. And even when I was young, you only knew the people you knew personally and celebrities. That's it. So it's kind of crazy. And now you're seeing these people's videos every single day. You're comparing your life to theirs. It really brings up the question of like, am I doing something wrong? Why do I not have that life? Am I behind that? I have struggled with a lot because I don't have kids. I'm not married. And a lot of people my age are, and a lot of people on social media are. So it's like, okay, well, is there something wrong with me that I don't not at that point of life yet? Or should I want to be at that point of life yet? We just weren't made to have this comparison to other people. Um, It can be so toxic but with that being said, like it is still so important that you force yourself to have those moments with yourself off of that. It just taking that time for me, it's like crocheting right now. Like find something that you. I was just gonna say, like, what's something you do? Crochet because it, any type of task, like crochet, Legos, painting, they're all tasks, and when I'm doing them, my brain is thinking about exactly what I'm doing. And not having anxiety about a million things that could possibly be in my brain. You guys listening to this can tell me if I'm wrong. Hold on. I genuinely believe nothing that we have said has made sense. I think a good 40% of it has made sense. Okay. I hope you can follow because it is all over the place. Just please keep in mind I'm unmedicated. Okay. (laughs) So I hope something that we said was of some use. If not, it was interesting to hear about the perspective and the minds of influencers. I will say as someone with anxiety, I'm going to tell you that I'm incredibly grateful for my job and I wouldn't trade this for anything. It does have its pros and cons. The pros far outweigh the cons. Um, But just take everything that we say with a grain of salt. This is our life. I have this life because of you, thankfully. Remember, I'm a human too, and that I actually love you and just want us to all be friends. That's it. I don't think anyone's saying anything. Okay, that's good. I think it's fine. I have, this is about mental health. I have anxiety. So, yeah. And also, like, I'm not, I'm not saying like anyone who says anything bad about me is wrong. Like, me and Sam, we rag on each other all. No, you can leave constructive criticism. Yeah, we all, we rag on each other all the time. Like, it's fine. Um, so you guys can obviously do that, but like, if you're going to like come and be like, oh, I hate you for this, this, and that, like, Fuck you. I don't care. My cat is going crazy. When are they not? Like, you can call us out as a friend. Like, call us out in a friendly way. 
Yeah. Like people be like, love you, but <laughs> this, like someone commented, like, love you, but this is giving Dixie D'Amelio. Like, I think they were being nice. I think they were. Like, I, I don't know. Just call us out like you would call your friend if they're doing some stupid shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, hey, girl, let's not do that. Not, I fucking hate you. Yeah. That. And like. Okay. Or do, I guess. I can't I can't dictate what people do. And that's what I have to work on is accepting that. Yeah. And being okay with that. But I think it's about time we move on to what would Samantha Joe do. Cue the intro. What would Samantha Joe do? Okay, this is a good one. How to approach telling your parents, bestie slash partner that you're struggling. Like, how do you tell people that you are struggling? Because that's a very raw, like vulnerable place to be for sure. It takes more strength than you think to be open with people about your mental health. Yeah. So how do you tell people or the lack thereof? I don't know if I'm the best person to ask. I think I don't. And I cover a lot of it up in jokes. And uh, let me go back to like a couple years ago when it was bad. Okay. Like when I was like depressed. Um, which I think you can be depressed sometimes but not have depression. So I don't think I have depression. But okay. 2019 was just a really bad year. Yeah. Um, I think it just for me it just got to a certain point where I was having more and more like I don't want to say breakdowns because that sounds like really like dramatic. Mm -hmm. But my own versions of breakdowns and maybe there was more bickering or fighting with me and other parties like my parents or Zach. And during those times or after when we were kind of like making up after fights or whatever, I would like let them know, like I'm not doing okay lately. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like, I don't really think I'm the best person to ask. I think it's really, really, really important to tell people you're struggling, especially after, you know, the whole Adriana thing where she just told no one. But yeah, I'm more curious to hear from you because I think you're a lot better. I feel like sometimes like less is more, not in the sense of telling less, but in the sense of it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to wait until you have all of the words to explain how you're feeling to tell other people it can be very relieving to know that you're not struggling in silence anymore. And sometimes all you have to say or all you have to say is the simple, like, I'm not really doing well. For the for the visual listeners, I, I, I picked a scab. I know we just talked about this. I know I picked a scab on my neck and I'm bleeding, so I'm holding a napkin up to it. We're not going to talk about it. Go ahead, Sam. Take it away. Uh-huh. You don't always have to have all of the right words before you reach out to people and tell them. The people in your life love you and they will accept what you're, they should. I can't just, I guess I shouldn't say they will be okay with it or they will understand. They might not understand, but you don't have to wait until you have like a letter from your therapist to let people know. Yeah. If you even have a therapist. But just say like, hey, I just, you know, I'm not like at my best right now. I'm not really sure what is going on, but this is how I'm feeling. And like, I just want to let you know, because then the people, one, you don't have to go through it alone and you have the support from the people in your lives. Hopefully, if not, you need to rethink your group of people because yeah. they should be supportive of you. Um, but two, there is just something so nice about not when you don't tell anybody. Right. So like if nobody knows that you're struggling, when you go out, and you're with these people 
or you're hanging out with them, whatever, you have to put a front up now. Oh. You have to, it's a whole extra energy expenditure that I just can't do. You have to act like you're fine and act like you're okay. And with strangers, you obviously will still do that or I still do that. But with the people that you're close to, you shouldn't have to. So if you're struggling to let people know, I think the easiest way to do that would just be to simply say if you don't want to do it in person like you just aren't ready to like face people when you do that because like me I don't do confrontation just type a quick text it can be two sentences letting them know this is how I'm feeling and I haven't quite figured it out yet or I don't know how to voice it yet but I'm working on it that way they at least know like they can check it on you like maybe be a little bit more attentive towards you and if you're worried about like being more vulnerable and like using like scary words like I'm feeling depressed or stuff like that you can just say like you can start it with like I've just been feeling off lately yeah like I don't know I haven't felt like myself lately and then like I'm sure the person will ask questions and like kind of guide you you into how you're feeling um you can always just start it with I don't know I've just felt like off this week yeah if you if you feel like you don't want to be that vulnerable to start but I'm sorry all I could think about that whole entire time is how I tell you how you scream it gives me anxiety and then you scream more yeah Oh my god, guys! Well, you're not like, please. You're actually giving me anxiety. You're like, ah, it's it's anxiety. (laughs) And you just scared everyone away from telling people. What do you mean that they get anxiety? No, but that's it's totally different. And we also like trigger each other every day. That like we are a trigger fest. Yeah, no, like we're like a trigger fest. Trigger. Yeah. Fest. Yeah. Did I say it wrong? It was just a funny term. Well, it's like a, a festival of triggers. Stop. People hate that. <laughs> That's a trigger. Yeah, I know. Oh, is that why you did it? Yes. Ooh, this is a good one. Ready? What's your advice on making friends when you have social anxiety? Keep in mind, I'm asking the man who has made no new friends since me. Yeah, and it's crazy because no. everyone used to know me as, like, the social butterfly, had so many friends. Not, like, in school growing up, but the in-between area. Like, after I graduated to now, like, I had so many friends. And now I have not made a single new friend since, yeah, since Sam, I think. Yeah, but it is hard as an adult to make friends, regardless of if you have social anxiety or not. Especially, like, I work from home. Yeah. I do everything from home. Mm-hmm, like, and no I co-workers. Live, I moved away to a state where I don't know a single person besides Sam who lives four hours away, and I also work for her, so I work. Which I'm an advocate for moving away. It forces you to grow and become a new version of yourself and discover things about yourself that you did not know before. But if you have this social anxiety where you feel like people are judging you and um, like that aspect, I really do think like eventually you will grow out of that. Yeah. Uh, but that's with exposure therapy. Yeah. It works. Okay. No, that's good. Okay. So you guys, I had really bad anxiety, social anxiety, whatever, I guess growing up um, when I was younger. But once I started like working like jobs, like I remember I worked at the movie theater for a few years. I worked at Chili's for seven years, that builds your confidence so much. Like by the end, by the end of even the movie theater, but like by the end of Chili's, I can say anything to anyone, right? I'm pretty, oh, yeah. like when Sam's nervous to say something to someone, I say it. Like, like I, I can't bring my food back even. It's ridiculous. But I get it. That's a lot of people. Um, I just have no issue with talking to strangers and saying what I want to strangers. Yeah. When I used to. Yeah. But I maybe that's a good like exposure therapy. Like if you're looking for a job, Get one that's out of your comfort zone. That's true. Because you will be trained how to do it. Mm -hmm. 
you will be trained on what to say. And then with that, um, you'll have experience and you'll start talking to people and you'll, it'll really break you out of that shell. There's other little things you can do for social anxiety too. Like for me, one of the big ones that really helped was going to eat by myself. That's crazy. Like going to restaurants by myself. In a good way. It is so nice and so much fun. You can even go to like movies by yourself. That's a little bit less intimidating. Um, Because I feel like more people go to movies by themselves and like will sit at a restaurant and just eat a meal by themselves. The fact that you go to restaurants and sit by yourself is crazy in a good way. Like that takes confidence. But see, I'm like a social eater. I don't really eat alone. So like, I don't know if I would do that. I just watch my phone sometimes. Now that is a whole nother level. So start letting yourself have your phone. Start if you're interested in going to eat by yourself and going on that journey. Oh my God, going without your phone. Yes, alone. I did start doing that. Now I'm good with that too. But at first, that's how I started is first how I started was I was okay with having my phone. I would even put like one ear pod in or air pod in and just watch my show, but in public because I watch my shows when I eat in private. So I just started doing it in public. And then I would slowly start making myself like not have my phone for five minutes, for 10 minutes. But like, okay, what do you do? do? Kind of just (laughs) see. And that is something that I feel like this generation struggles with is the thought of not having your phone on you is what do you do? Which is crazy because I only like I only got texting in 12th grade. Yeah. It wasn't like phones weren't a thing like. People had phones when I was in school, but you couldn't do anything on them. It was yeah. like, uh, if there's a 9-11, you call your mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There wasn't like a stuff to do on them. So it's crazy that I'm like, what do you do without Correct. your phone? Because I grew up without them. Yeah. But- I was having a conversation with my mom about how I was like, what did you do when you were in like waiting for an appointment? When like we, now we would grab our phone, sit on our phone, scroll until it's our appointment. If we got there early, whatever. Waiting for the doctor to come bring you in. But like before phones you quite literally just had to sit there and they were people were so much more comfortable sitting in their own thoughts our phones make it so we never have to be alone with our own thoughts maybe that's why i love the shower maybe because i don't have my phone in there i do <gasps> my my octo buddy i can stick and watch my shows like this device comes with us everywhere so i feel like <clears throat> it is such a good time to not have your phone when you're stuck at a restaurant. There's people to people watch. You can like look around at people. <laughs> if you go to beat ups, they have little like trivia games on the TVs you can play. Did you see that one girl? Oh my gosh. I saw it on a podcast. Like they played the clip. I forget what podcast it was, but it's a recent thing. Like she was talking about like, it's going viral now. Like go on a walk without your phone. And like, I, okay. That's the thing with like, people like feel like, People are reinventing fire lately and it's yes. it's really crazy. She's like, go on a walk without your phone and after like two minutes, this dialogue will start in your head and you'll like be talking to yourself. And I forget who I was watching the podcast. But people not talk to themselves? They, well, they like cut, they like cut the clip and like whoever, whatever podcast I was watching, they were like, did she just explain thoughts? <laughs> like, did she really just explain thoughts? And like, I started dying. I was like, she literally was just like, this dialogue will start Imagine in your head having a thought. and you'll talk to yourself. And I'm like, well, she really did just explain thoughts as if like it's Never a new had trend one before. Oh my gosh, that's actually so funny. I mean, that is where this generation's heading with phones, and I'm so bad at it. I don't even want to know what my screen time is. Should we compare screen times really quick? Yeah. Are we just doing daily average? Yeah. 
Okay, what's yours? I'm scared. This is bad. Mine's really bad. No, this is really bad. Shadi, not going first. You go first. No, I don't want to go first. Just you go it. first. Over or under 10? Under. Okay, same. But What is it? Nine hours and 37 minutes. Oh, mine's six hours and four minutes. And I don't really have an excuse right now. <gasps> Wait, but that's just the average. But can I say, I got to say though, on my drives here, I play podcasts for four hours straight, which is normal. And like that's screen time. So what was your screen time on Monday, November 6th? Monday. Wait, this can't be. What's your screen time on Monday, November 6th? No, I went first last time. You're going first this time. 11 hours and 43 minutes. Oh, yeah, same. What's yours? 14 hours and 35 minutes. Wait. What did we do on Monday? There's no way. I worked on Monday. But Tuesday, mine was 13 hours and 46 minutes. Tuesday, mine. You were here most of that day. I didn't. I was not on my phone for 13 hours and 46 minutes. You got here so early that day. No. And And I worked the whole morning at the coffee shop. And Monday, I worked. So like the is it counting our computer screens? No, because I have a different Apple ID for each. Well, I have a problem, and this is this is the point. No, 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 no. Okay, like I get Do my it. Like, nighttime videos count. Like, might I play YouTube at night? Well, yeah. Oh, well, okay. then I'm. It's never gonna be accurate. Okay, but like this is simply not true. Like I worked on Monday, so I was not on my phone at all. So and then I I got home from Disney at three in the morning, Monday morning. So like I I Were didn't watching podcasts yeah i probably did it oh yeah so that gives at least three hours three and a half hours of that but then where did (laughs) i don't know i watch youtube videos i play um i play like sermons or like white noise brown noise city noise vibes when i go to sleep what was your screen time on sunday eight hours and one minute okay mine was two hours and 50 minutes i filmed like the whole day okay what you have learned today is routines are important. You can be 1% better every day. Put your feet on the ground. Allegedly. Our phones are going to kill us. And so will William Gates. Yeah, don't eat French fries on Fridays. Okay. How to stop comparing your situation to someone else's. The first thing I always think about when people ask me this question is me and my sister because I grew up bigger and my sister grew up really small. And so I very quickly realized that She obviously had a body that I wanted and she would still come to me because she's a human being and she would have insecurities and things about herself that she didn't like. And my initial thought was always, you shouldn't be insecure because I would love to be you. I would love to have your body because I was comparing myself to her. But the thing is, is like we all, no matter what we look like, no matter what jobs we have, no matter what we have going on in our lives, we all are comparing ourselves to other people. So even though like the most perfect person that you wish you could be, they have the same feelings that you're having. They might be in a different font. But then they're also comparing themselves to other people and wishing they could be other people. If we all keep doing that, it's just an endless cycle that we're all going to keep like rolling down. Even if you get to the point where you have the person's life that you are wanting and like dreaming and like, I don't know, yearning over – you're still going to have issues and feelings that you don't like. Like you're always going to be going through that cycle and which maybe that can come back to the phones too. Like we're just constantly comparing ourselves, but even in our lives, like I had to realize and like learn that other people have insecurities. Other people have problems. I shouldn't just see someone and like assume, Oh, my life would be better if I was them or like I would be perfect and happy if I had, their job or like their routine because the issues are so much deeper than that 
But it's so easy to like blame it on a comparison or take away other people's feelings because yours seem more like bigger and more important. But like all of us have valid issues regardless of if they look different. So I just think being able to recognize that, hey, okay, this is a moment where I'm comparing myself or I'm feeling as though I'm less than because I'm not or I, because I don't have so-and-so that so-and-so has or whatever. It's more about just being self-aware and being able to redirect that thought and turn it into something else. Like, I don't know how else to explain that. I think that everyone is always asking this question, like, how can I stop comparing myself? How, why am I comparing myself? It's always about comparing yourself to other people. When I really think we should all be asking ourselves, like, how can I love myself more? Yeah. And what can I do to improve myself? Yeah. And my mental health so where I could love myself more rather than comparing yourself to other people. Because if you truly love yourself and you're happy with yourself, you're not even going to be thinking about other people. Yeah. And like for me, I'm happy with my personality. You know, I am like, like we were saying before with social anxiety, I'm I'm pretty good with all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I am happy with that. The only thing I really do care about is like how I look. But I think it would be delusional for me to hate someone who has a really nice body and abs because I simply don't put in the work for that. Yeah. And maybe that person has crippling social anxiety and they can't speak to people, but I put in the work for that. I worked at Chili's for years. I worked True. at the movie theater for years. So yeah, I'm good at that. And they might have abs because they're good at working out. And I think we have to all take a step back and not be delusional a little bit. And we just have to, rather than compare yourself to other people, ask yourself, why do I not love myself to like the full capacity, the fullest capacity? And what can I do to really improve my self-love? And after you do that and you work on that, you're not even going to be thinking about other people or comparing yourself. So I really think you should flip that question around on yeah. yourself rather than asking it about other people. I think you can also like compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. I don't think we do enough of... That's what I do. And that's my biggest issue. I compare myself to my past self a lot. Yeah. And I think that can be negative and positive because I feel as though when we're talking about in social media or like watching people's lives in, in real life or on your phone, you could have improved so much from... Let's just say it's January and you decided for your New Year's resolution that you're going to start working on yourself. You're going to have better routines. You're going to really focus on making your life better. And you do do that. You implement that. And you've made a great stride to be better. But what you're viewing online or people in your life, it's seeming as though they're still doing more. So then you feel like you have made no progress because everyone else is still so much farther ahead of you. And you're comparing yourself to them instead of comparing yourself to yourself. Like if you in June looked back at who you were in January from these six, seven months, I forget what month is June, six months of working really hard on yourself. And you sat there and like made a list of things that are different about you now versus then you are probably going to be shocked to see all the little ways that you've grown. Yeah. Like since then. But in your mind, you may not think that because people online are doing more. People in your life say that you should be here. Like let's say you wanted to lose 100 pounds and you've only lost 40. But the people in your life think that you should have lost 100 by now. Or your doctor says you should have lost 100 by now. You still lost 40 pounds. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, like the only person you should be comparing yourself to it's is you. your past self. Yeah. Or your future self, whatever. But yourself. Like like I said, like stop worrying about other people and just focus on yourself. Yeah. And how you can improve what you're unhappy with. And again, guys, it's one step at a time. If you want to lose the weight, whatever it may be, if you want to lose the weight, you don't have to start running a mile every day. Yeah. When I lost 85 pounds, like the first time, I was really overweight, guys. I like really overweight. And I started with walking. And the first time I ever ran, it was for 30 seconds. And I just did that. I, I would do my walk and then I would run for 30 seconds each time. And then like after a little while, I was still doing the walk every day because you're still getting physical activity. After a little while, I started running for a minute. Yeah. And then, you know, I worked my way up. Little steps. Yeah. And that apply that to anything, not just working Mm -hmm. out anything. It is one step at a time. It really is. Like start by putting your feet on the ground. The biggest thing about anxiety is trying to think of everything, all of the future steps all at once. But all you really need to do is focus on what's directly in front of you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be zero to 100. Yeah. Everyone assumes you want to do something, you have to do it, or like cut something out, it has to be cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Or you have to completely change your life in a day if you want to have these amazing productive lives that you see. No, just instead of going from zero to 100, go to zero to 1%. And you guys, it is impossible to have everything all together all at once. It's, like, it, it is so normal. I will tell you, I have never had a lot of money and been skinny at the same time <laughs> if if i'm skinny just know i don't have a lot of money and if when i'm fat i have the most money <laughs> so for real like for real like and that just goes for everything like yeah no one is ever gonna have it everything like on full green like the yeah. bar on full green things are gonna be and most people aren't gonna be honest about it yeah they're gonna say that everything in their life is going great and honestly the most vocal people about how great their life is and how perfect everything is are the people who have it the least together behind or, the scenes. Yeah, are struggling the most, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've yapped your ears off for almost two hours now. We have. Oops, I did it again. Yeah, that's going to stop. Um, But I feel like I still have not even scratched the surface on what I have to say with this topic. Well, that's why I think we'll have to do more episodes. Maybe, yeah, it'll be like a seasonal thing every, like, few episodes. So, but I do think we need to go to sleep. Yeah, it's so late. And you guys, once again, if you guys want to participate in any of this stuff and submit any questions for any topic that we do for any episode, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias, which are going to be down mm-hmm. in the description. Okay. And for the audio listeners, um, go to our YouTube video for all the links or just go to Famished on Instagram. Follow us there. Yep. Follow our personals. And also, you guys... If you are an audio listener, don't forget to leave a five-star review yes. because we love when we are charting. It just makes my toes twinkle. And don't forget to like watch on all the other stuff. Yes. So if you watch on Spotify or listen on Spotify, just go click on it on YouTube. Like you can even hit your head and forget that you watched it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just And same vice versa. If you listen on YouTube, please just go. Okay. She's really like bedtime. Please just go give it a quick listen on Spotify or Apple podcasts. It and- would mean a lot. Also, comment something on the YouTube video. Just comment anything. Okay? We love you guys. And... Oh, cuts to a black screen. It's a black screen. We love you. Bye. Bye.